This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous at the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each episode, we have one goal in mind, to share experiences, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Masters in Travel is a podcast, community, and academy for travel advisors by travel advisors, and I'm so glad to have you join the conversation. Get ready to become a master in travel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Masters in Travel. I'm your host, Whitney. Today, we're going to talk about the power of community. So many of us have embarked on this amazing adventure of starting our business as a travel advisor, looking forward to working from our home offices with all of the flexibility we desire, and to step into the role of CEO of our own travel business. It often takes a few months to settle in, and when you do, you start to realize how isolating being an entrepreneur can be. Sure, we always have friends, fellow advisors, and family to whom we can vent, blow off steam, and get out all of our frustrations from the week. But to me, community is about so much more. It's about collaboration. It's about sharing ideas, inspiration, troubleshooting, and finding a better way than any of us could do alone. The sense of community, not just someone to ask which hotel was their favorite for an itinerary that I happen to be working on that day, but a community in which individuals can come together to contribute in a way that elevate us all far beyond what any of us could accomplish on our own. Here with me today are three advisors who are part of the Masters in Travel community and Think Tank to talk about and to share what community means to them and how impactful having a community has been to their business over the last year. Kareen Johnson is the co-owner of Journeys Travel. Thank you so much for joining us, Kareen. My pleasure. Kate Sullivan is the owner of Anthology Travel. Kate, thank you. So glad to have you. Glad to be here. And Beth Bastian is the owner of Bastian World Travel. Welcome back, Beth. Thanks for having me. So, Kate, I'm going to throw this to you first because I know you love when I do that. What <laughs> does community mean to you? I, I read a little bit about my ideas of community and what it means to me. And essentially, that was my inspiration to start the Masters in Travel community and think tank. But I would like to venture, I guess, that community means something a little bit different to all of us individually. So what does community mean to you and what has it meant over the last 12 months? That's an interesting question. And I'll just approach it from a slightly different angle. A lot of times people ask me what has been the best thing about starting my business. And the answer is always the community of people. It's also the answer to the question, what's the most surprising thing about starting your business? I knew that I would enjoy having autonomy and independence and being responsible for all the decisions. I knew that I would enjoy the travel piece of it and the research and the creativity of pulling the bookings together. But the thing I really didn't anticipate was that it would be joining a really robust community of other professionals. And that community would be so collaborative and so generous with their time and their knowledge and so willing to give. That really surprised me. And it's absolutely the absolute best thing about doing this. I love that. I don't think that I necessarily expected it either because I think both of us come from a more corporate type of work environment prior to starting our businesses. And for me, I worked in a couple of different industries and a couple of different organizations, and that was never the case. It was like everyone fending for themselves for that next promotion or for that next job offer or for the most praise and recognition for that certain project. It never felt, even though we were all technically on a team, I never got that sense. And so I'm happy that you mentioned that because I also feel the same as now as an entrepreneur. Beth, what does community mean to you and what has it meant over the last 12 months? 
I came at this, or I'm going to come at this, thinking about the travel advisor world and also masters in travel world and also my girl squad. So to me, those are all communities that I feel part of, that I feel emotionally connected to. And so when I'm defining community, I think it is a group of people that I feel connected to emotionally, but also intellectually and ethically. And it's a place where no one's keeping score, right? No one's like, oh, well, you did this or I did this, so you owe me this. It's, it is that collaborative feeling and where the group, whether it's friends or business, is generous with their sharing. That in, and it, all, it goes back again to that collaboration. As well as empathy, I think a key component for any community that you feel connected to you have to feel empathy for each other, right? Like that emotional connection is just as important as the intellectual connection. Mm -hmm. So anyway, getting back to, and then your question for what has it meant in the last 12 months? I think, oh my goodness, the last 12 months for, for our industry has been so stressful and challenging and being a part of the community that I share with, with you gals, it, 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 it gives you that feeling of not being alone and having a third eye. I mean, I've reached out to all of you, right? And said, what would you do in this circumstance? Or can you help me? And that has been so important to my business to have that support of Masters in Travel or, or the travel advisor community in general. Mm-hmm. The third eye has been especially important in a certain situations. I mean, last week I was losing sleep over something that I, it took me two minutes to say, will you read this? Is this okay? And just you giving me the thumbs up and it was just the biggest (laughs) sigh of relief. And it's not just about having someone to do that. It's also fully trusting that if you said it was good, then I could just let it be and send the email and everything has been wonderful since then. And so it's also like this incredible amount of trust that has been between all of us in like together and as a group over the last few months. Yeah, I think trust and respect, right? So as mm-hmm. we get to know each other, I can just tell, like I have respect, even though our businesses are different, our client bases are different, I have respect for the travel advisors in my community and trust. So it, it really helps to to just avoid that feeling of being alone or those sleepless nights the next morning saying, okay, can you just, yeah, can you double check that this is okay? Because sometimes I know we're all so passionate about what we do and we want to deliver the best for our clients. So our emotions can get tangled into things and you overthink everything. So sometimes that you just say, does this sound okay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Kareen, what can you add to all of this? What does community mean to you? And what originally inspired or motivated you to join a private community? Well, definitely everything that Kate and Beth mentioned, but also as a total process pervert, I always am just so excited to see how other people are doing things because no matter how good I think I've got my systems, my processes, my ideas I'll always get the perspective of someone else and it'll throw me into a tailspin and I make the adjustments. And for me, this particular group was interesting to me because I knew it would be a place where we would insist upon being vulnerable and open and create that sort of circle of trust. And in my experience, that's where a lot of growth happens, a lot of growth. So when we can just be really frank and have these discussions that are totally open and not be worried because we trust everyone, you have to create that. 
you can really get into what you're looking for and really just be much more open and implement the things. I'm getting tongue twisted here, but I just feel like too much emotion about it. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that vulnerability and that openness is what is required. So I'm not interested in being in a community where it's really surface and everybody's feeling a little bit guarded and we can't really trust one another and it's spread too thin and the other people in the group aren't really at the same level. So our ideas aren't relevant to one another. Like this specific group is perfect for the way that I like to participate in a group and what I find the most beneficial for my own growth. Mm -hmm. I love that word vulnerability. I think going back to Brene Brown's explosion of her TED Talk with vulnerability, I remember the first time I listened to that and I was like, wow. And it definitely correlates to this group and being in a small intimate group, being able to be vulnerable, getting that intimate, honest feedback and being able to share in that way is invaluable to me. And it's been able to like also force me to hyper-focus my intentions for my business strategy too. In, in a, like a safe place, I'm getting great ideas from the group that I wouldn't have thought of on my own, but then I'm also able to kind of share some of my ideas and, and get feedback. Is that a good idea? Like, I don't yes. know. <laughs> Both ways. You're giving, you're taking, and that's the point. And if we can't have that trust and that vulnerability, then I don't want it. That's the key for me. I think you were mentioning, Corrine, about being in a circle of, of advisors who are at a similar place in their business and that we all know about each other's businesses. And that's, I think that that's what I felt that I was missing prior to having this community. And you can go to a trade show, you can go to any sort of host agency sponsored event, or even just a supplier luncheon. It doesn't have to be like a big thing, but in any situation where you're engaging with other advisors, and I kept hearing oh, well, I do this and this worked wonderful, or you should do this, or you should do that, or you should do this. And for anyone who's not, who's listening, who's not in the community, any sentence that starts with you should is strictly prohibited in our think tank calls, because I consider that unsolicited advice. And I don't think that it's helpful for anyone, because I think that what is more beneficial is to share our experiences and to say, well, I tried this and it didn't work for me, or I tried this and it worked really well for my clients. But then each advisor listening needs to take in that information and digest it for themselves and for their own clients and for their own business to then take from it what feels useful and leave the rest behind. And so whenever someone is joining my team and we get into all the Facebook groups and all the things and they say, well, so-and-so said I should do this. And I was like, did it start with you should? Well, then let's take it a step back, you know, because do they know you? Do they know your business? Do they know the business that you want to build? Do they know your goals for this year and your five-year plan? Well, no. Well, then how can they tell you what you should do? Do you know their business? Do you know who their clients are? What suppliers they're working with? No. Well, so then we really should never be taking advice. So that was a really sticky point of frustration for me in a lot of just conversations. Even if I wasn't even a part of them, I was watching them happen in Facebook forums or I was listening to them and, you know, a big dinner table and so that's something that I felt was really, really important when I started to formulate, like, what would a private community look like? And I think, Whitney, you're really good at, I remember when you were first telling me about this idea and referencing like Facebook groups, there's a lot of noise and we don't have the bandwidth to filter all of that noise that what makes sense to our business. And I think you've been really good 
at engaging the community at various levels. I mean, like Corinne was saying, like our group is all operating kind of at the same level with revenue. So even though our Mm -hmm. clients and our destinations may be different, we all have that same level of of revenues. And I feel like with anything that's coming to me from this small community, it may not be relevant to me in that moment, but it doesn't feel like noise. It feels very relevant and very engaging. So I think that's, to me, that is huge because there's so much coming at us all the time, you know. I was just going to say yesterday, someone in the group was presenting a solution to an issue that really was quite simple, but it just needed to be put in front of us again. You know what I mean? Like, you know it, but just having someone say it and we're all like, that's a, that's a (laughs) jewel and it's nothing crazy. It just happened to be through sharing what we're all doing in our businesses, like you get reminded of things. Even if they're not things that you immediately need to take advantage of or well positioned in the present moment to take advantage of, I think it all creates kind of a body of knowledge that you can build on as you're looking forward into how you're going to approach certain things in your business. And I think the other thing I was going to say is we don't talk about things like hotel recommendations. I feel like there are other, there are a myriad other places where that happens. This is much more aimed at how does your business make you feel? Like, how is your business running compared to how you want it to run? It's more that angle of things. It's more like big picture, CEO, 10,000 foot. Yeah. And I think we all have a number of different places where you can go if you just want to like gut check, like a hotel choice or a DMC choice or something. You know, but even those are super nuanced conversations generally like there's an ongoing conversation in my host agency where people just you know like ask questions get responses really quickly but it always rubs me the wrong way because the responses are so like this is the best you know like someone asked me, you know where should yeah, I send exactly. this client to be in the responses well Alfonso Tracy is the best and I was like I wrote it and I was like I hate Alfonso Tracy I still <laughs> want to know Kate why <laughs> I still like one of these days I'm gonna like we're gonna have a drink or a tea yeah, and we'll I'm gonna figure drink. out why get more out of her <laughs> I just we, yeah, we're gonna have some um, I just think there are other options and just saying this is the best full stop there's no conversation to be had that really rubs me the wrong way because yeah. it's not going to be the best for every client maybe it is the best for some clients I certainly have, I probably wouldn't put there as opposed to somewhere else. And and anytime I see a question like that of who should I work with in this place or what's your favorite hotel in this city or whatever, my gut reaction to those is never an answer. It's always another question of who are we working with? Who's your client? Have you been there before? What have you worked with someone else that you didn't like? I I just have 25 follow-up questions that I end up finding myself very rarely contributing in these Facebook type forums or in these questions, whether it's in a WhatsApp group or a Facebook forum or wherever it's happening, because I have so many follow-up questions that I'm like, this person didn't even ask a good question. So I don't feel like investing my time to try to gather more details in order to give a good response. And then I just kind of check out. Yeah. But when someone comes to me and they're like, this is my client, this is what I'm looking for. This has been my experience. Can you, then I'm like, I will shove everything off my desk and make an hour for you to talk about my experience with the whatever question you're asking. Well, I think there's also a slightly, like one thing that I think most people within the masters and travel community have in common is I don't see anyone answering questions just for the sake of hearing themselves talk. Whereas I think a lot of those Facebook forums, it's like someone answers, asks a question and people are like, boom, I have an opinion. And they like immediately hammer it in. There's so many times where I'll start to respond to a question. And then I'm like, 
my answer is not really necessary or relevant here. And I'll just delete it and move on with my day. I think that when it comes to like those details, which are important to our business, like hotel recommendations or DMC. I mean, I know Whitney and Kate, I just reached out to you about Alaska that I was really struggling with a supplier that I had used before successfully. And this go around was a debacle. And I think that even though we're not sharing those kind of detailed questions within this small community, like Mm -hmm. on the feed, the community presents itself to other advisors that, again, that circle of trust, that I can just send a message directly to one of you gals and know Mm -hmm. that, I mean, look, I know you're busy, but I also know we both understand, like Whitney, like you were saying, like, I'm going to give you whatever information that I need to give you so that you can answer appropriately. I'm not going to waste your time being like, what's your favorite hotel in London? That's just crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and I did answer immediately because you yeah. asked a good question or you shared the information that I needed in order to elicit an immediate response. If I get a vague question, I sit on it and then I sit on it long enough to the point that I don't even respond. Yes. Yeah. And I also just reached out to Kareem yesterday, the same way you're saying, like, we don't talk about these questions in the feed in the community, but I reached out to Kareem yesterday and I was like, shit, the client just called me about a cruise. You know, I know nothing about cruises. This is a repeat client. So that's why I said yes to it. And I was like, am I right on this thing about this, how this works? And she was like, yep, you're right. And I was like, okay, phew, because I was starting to have heart palpitations. But the fact that I knew out of everyone in our community that Kareen is going to have an answer within seconds and she wasn't going to have to like spend any time looking anything up, I was able to make like that direct connect and I had an answer and then I went on with my day. And so you're right that that's a like an offshoot benefit of what has come from the community. Because we know each other's businesses so intimately, we know who the right one is to reach out to for a quick answer. And I think you trust the answer more too, because the question that you said the other day, Beth, like I know that you and I both approach our businesses the same way and approach our clients the same way and are looking for the same sorts of things out of a supplier relationship. So yeah, when you, you know, shared what you were going through and I reciprocally shared what I had experienced with the same company. I think it made it a lot easier to say, yeah, I think you're approaching this exactly the right way. And X, Y, and Z are the things that I might consider doing. And I know that Beth and I approach our business and our attention to detail on certain things, especially when it comes to hotels. We are both hotel lovers. And I also know that we communicate with our clients in a very similar way. And so when I went to her and I said, I don't feel comfortable with this hotel anymore. I am ready to email my client and say, I take back my original recommendation. We need to cancel your hotel and rebook this one. Am I insane? Is that going to break down trust with a client or is that going to make them trust me more? And how do I say this in a way? You know what I mean? I was like really going around in circles on this. And because I know that she would speak to her clients in a similar way that I would, I was able to just say, Beth, what would you do? I appreciate that. And just like Kate said, I trusted your response. I was going around and around and around and losing sleep for days. But the moment that you responded, I trusted it and I executed. I didn't go back and forth of like, oh, should I trust Beth? It was like, no, because that relationship is so well established and there's such a deep level of respect that it's just you answered and I sent the email. And I I cherish that with all of us. I really do. And Whitney, did you hear back? (laughs) Was it okay? Yes. Yes. They responded (laughs) immediately and they said, I trust your gut. If you don't feel comfortable with the experience, I'm comfortable changing. I changed the hotel reservation, reached out to the sales team. The sales team responded immediately at the new hotel, upgraded them, birthday amenity, everything. I was like, Oh. My gut was right from the beginning. Yay. My gut was right from the beginning. It didn't matter that I w- went back and forth on it for five days. The only thing that was lost was my own sleep. But yeah. 
the idea is follow your gut and find advisors who can back you up, who you respect enough to say like, yeah, this is good. You should do this. And I probably earned myself some huge bonus points with that client because now they're like, whoa, how many people think about their hotel reservation again after they book it? Yeah. The average yeah. traveler books it and forgets about it. Right. And the fact that I came back six weeks later and said, this isn't the same recommendation that I made six weeks ago. Yeah. I hope that helps to establish a long-term relationship with that client. So the transparency that you offered for them, they were willing to spend more money for the another hotel option then. Wow. Yeah, because I presented all the options. I transparently presented all of the facts. I expressed my concerns. Mm-hmm. I said, if we leave it as is, this is what my concern is. It's not a deal breaker. It won't ruin your trip. It just won't make your trip feel as special as I was hoping that it was. And they Perfect. said, no, we trust you. Let's switch it over. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I also think that along those lines, you know, you've set up this referral network to make sure everybody understands what everyone does. And because of the trust that we've built, like I would have no hesitation passing a trip to anyone in our group because I know they'd be taken care of. And actually I'm working on something for one of Kate's clients, kids, Mm -hmm. I think. And even though, you know, it's kind of a lower budget, kind of a lighter trip, whatever, it went straight to top priority because Kate referred it to me. Beth also sent someone to me and like immediately was on it, even though I've got other stuff going on because this group is so important to me. Like I want to make that the priority. And I feel confident that if if I passed a trip, the person would be well taken care of, which just only preserves our own reputation. So it's so good. Mm -hmm. I have a team that I can send stuff to, but it's nice to know that if I've got a client that just doesn't fit in with one of my team, I know exactly where to go immediately. Being able to send that, like it's a cruise request for clients like college age daughter and some who are graduating from yeah. college and just want to do something together. So yeah, it's not a big budget trip, but it's a thing I know 0.0% about. And I can do it in my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> they already have six options to look at and I got the Oh, that's awesome. Amazing. It's so interesting that you mentioned the referral network, Kareen, because someone on my team was just asking me this week, I would love to create a referral network so that it feels easier to say no to inquiries that aren't a good fit. And she's like, how do I do that? And I was like, I've built it inside the community because I think Mm -hmm. you have to know people and trust people before you can build a referral network. And that's why these types of referral networks don't just exist out in the Facebook ether world, you know, like, because you have to know people, you have to know their experience, you have to know what they're really good at, you have to know where they want to grow their business to really create that solid referral network. And if you're not in a community that is already building it, then you have to go network, not just for clients, but for advisors. Mm -hmm. And you have to surround yourself with advisors who are not all doing a similar kind of trip design as you are, or who are not all planning to the similar destinations as you are. If Kareen, if you're a cruise person and you're surrounded by cruise people, like that's not going to help you with the referral network. Like no. you got to branch out a little bit, make some new friends. Yep. <laughs> Kate, when I came to you the first time, and I we didn't know each other so well when I originally presented this idea to you. I'm curious to know what was it about the community that really inspired you or motivated you to say yes, I I want to be a part of that. Well, one, I'm a little bit of an impulsive decision maker, but two. I think I had already been on your podcast. Is that true? I think you've already done the feed. Yes. Yeah. And then I that think might be true. you had done, I think you did a really good job like launching this. I think you had done, was there a training or there was some sort of like baby step? I think so. Was For there? the community? 
Well, I had phone calls. Well, I still have phone calls with everyone who joins the community. So the community currently is not a place that you can just click a button and join whenever you want. And I do that very intentionally. And so we definitely had a call about it. And then I probably just talked your ear off about it, about how excited it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was you and it was the value that you've built through the podcast, basically, where I felt like I was already see- receiving a lot of value from the podcast content. And that made me more receptive and interested in what this community might be, because I am in a bunch of other people, some of which are incredibly mm-hmm. nourishing and fruitful and some of which are basically just Facebook groups. But I think mm-hmm. knowing that you are already connected with other people that I am already networked with, like Corinne, like Heather Christopher, that made a difference as well, for sure. Yep. Because I already felt like there's a similar approach and a similar way of kind of looking at how we do business. Yes. It's been really nice to be in the community with people I already knew and then also get people like Beth sprinkled in there who I didn't know before, but just immediately was like, yep, yep. you're my people. <laughs> I love that. Would any of you say that you have benefited from the community in a way that you didn't necessarily expect? Like, I think that when you sign up for something like this, especially when it's not just a free group that you're joining, it, it requires an investment and it requires a certain time commitment to both yourself, your own business, and to the community. So I'm sure that all of us came into this thinking, oh, this is why I'm joining. I want to join because I think I'm going to get this out of it. And I mean, that's why I made the community. I was like, I think I really want these people who are all at a similar level, who all have a similar mindset, who are all going to be super open, honest, and vulnerable. I want to get us all into a conversation because I think great things are going to come of it. Has anything come from the community in a way that you've benefited that you didn't necessarily expect that has been like, a nice surprise of like, this is, this isn't why I signed up, but this has come out of this and this is really great. I think I'll go first, I guess. (laughs) I, I know Whitney, when you were back in the early days, when you were talking about the initial concept of this group and it did come about from a place of realizing in these conferences, all of us working in like this vacuum of kind of reinventing the wheel all the time. And it was just like, okay, can I create a space for like-minded advisors so that we can collaborate and can share processes, itineraries, things like that? I think I underestimated, honestly, I think I underestimated the value in business strategy. Sometimes you're so busy coming out of the gate and you've got all this business and you're learning and you're booking and whatever. 2020 gave us all some time to think about, Am I? is my business strategy on the right track? Am I, can I improve this? What am I, where is, what am I trying to do here for my mm-hmm. individual? Where am I going? Yeah. <laughs> and so I think soaking in the ideas and the that come about in these think tanks with all of us, it really is, and I referenced this earlier, it's making me more intentional with every referral client that comes to me. Is this a good fit? Do I want to take, I mean, all of those things that in the beginning I was like, okay, I'll say yes to you. I'll, I'll, I'll learn about you later, but yes, 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 yes. And again, way too much noise, way too much busyness. And the group, this smaller intimate community has over-delivered in that component that I I actually wasn't even thinking about when I joined. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. And you were mentioning before we hopped on the recording that you've had a new client inquiry in which you set some very firm boundaries in that very first call because of the last minute nature of the request. You said, yes, And this is what I'm going to take care of. And this is what you're going to take care of. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to be focusing my energy on over the next few days so that we can secure this. 
Right. And when you texted me that, I said back to you, like, bravo on the boundaries. Because when you first <laughs> told me about this request, I said, no, I won't help with this because this is too broad of a request. It's yeah. too last minute. It's too big. And you, instead of saying just a, a black or white yes or no, you said yes to this part. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's never crossed my mind to respond to a client request like that. And you mentioned that the community has empowered you or giving you the confidence to, to say that to a client. And I think that that's incredible. A hundred percent. No, seriously, like our think tanks and I know sometimes things come up and I'm not able to do every single one, but the ones that I have participated in and being a part of this elevated think tank and community has given me the courage to take on this CEO client, which I know is going to be a great client, but with three weeks before he's leaving and everything else I've got going on, I'm like, Mm -hmm. yes, this is the capacity that I will help you. And it's really interesting. I mean, okay. Right. He respected the boundaries. Yeah. Whereas for sure, before, yeah, before I was involved with it, again, I think I was just saying yes way too much. It feels good to say yes, but yeah, setting boundaries is really important. I think it feels better to set boundaries. (laughs) Karina, has there been any kind of unexpected, a pleasant surprise type of benefit that has come for you since joining the community? No, because (laughs) this is the thing. When you launched the community, and I think you can attest that I was the first one to join, I, you didn't even really open it, and I gave you my money, and the reason was... Yeah, it's true. I was like, who's paying? Why is someone paying? I haven't even announced it. It's green. <laughs> because... How did she get the button? <laughs> you and I had already worked together on a couple of projects, and the intensity of your focus, I knew there was going to be like zero... I don't want to say zero BS. That sounds so cliche a little bit, but there wasn't going to be anything that wasn't like really useful. Like, just like we had a discussion, she was telling me she doesn't like to make small talk with strangers. I was like, you don't like to make small talk, period. (laughs) If I tried to, it just gets ignored. (laughs) So like, I just knew that it was going to be very focused and very valuable because that's just who you are and and what you like to produce. So there was just no question, and I'm not at all surprised by the gift that this community is to all of us, especially considering who else is in it. It's exactly what I hoped for. It's exactly what I expected because you are very good at communicating what you're trying to do. And so, no, nothing surprising. Everything wonderful, just as I expected. Oh, I'm super happy to hear that. Kate, do, is it a, is a, is a firm no like Kareen or has it something surprised you? There have been even a, a couple of surprises for me that I'm happy to share. So that's why. I'm I mean, happy. I didn't come into it with a lot of expectations. So no, in the sense of, I didn't really have expectations to be disrupted. I think it has been more rewarding and fulfilling than I might've anticipated, but that I think is a function of who's in the group and like how some people that I knew before and also some people that I did not know before. So. Yeah. I think. For me, I don't really take credit for the community. I take credit for creating the space. But without all of the amazing people inside the community, then the space is nothing. And so I, I needed some people to trust me and to say yes, and more have said yes since it opened. And that's really amazing. And so I had hopes that there would be like the transparency, the vulnerability, and the honesty have far exceeded my expectations and have been everything that I hoped for and more. I think what has actually surprised me and that I didn't necessarily expect is 
it's not just collaboration and sharing and answering questions. Honestly, it's like, do you want my spreadsheet? Do you want my workflow? Do you want my document? Do you want my blah, 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 blah? Here it is. I'll email it over to you immediately after the call. And the amount of resources and information and links and connections. And yesterday, Kate, you and I were joking about trading a bunch of resources that we were talking about on the call, but really there's not a trade. If you had nothing to give to me in return, I would still send you all of the things that we talked about. And I think that's what I've never experienced outside the community. Someone might answer a question honestly and say, oh, such and such is on my inquiry form. I ask this question and that's really helpful. Or I just use a spreadsheet to do my research for my trip planning or whatever. But it's not like an actual open the file, share with every single person in the community and expect nothing back type of collaboration. And I hoped that the community would be like that, but I think that the sharing has even gone above and beyond my expectations or what I ever thought. And now when you look through my workflow and my business, my marketing, my decision-making, all of these little pieces, I just see everyone from the community throughout my entire process. It's like, I do that because of Kareen and I do that because of Kate and I do that because of Beth. And it's in just these teeny tiny little things that have come up in conversation or that we've shared with each other. My business isn't at all what it was a year ago before we had the community. Yeah. Like little pieces of you are all over my business now. I love that. And I never thought of it that way, but 100% I feel the same way when I look at my business process today versus Q1 2020. And what I also like, Whitney, is how you hinted that the community helps us all share those things, but you know, there's no feeling or pressure that if you don't do it this way then you're doing it wrong, right? right? There's Uh always like, this is how I do it. This is working. And there really is this safe space to process and soak in the suggestions and know, is this going to work for me? That's not really how my brain works. So that one's not going to work for me, but ooh, yeah, my brain is liking this way. So it is that collaboration, but it's also a safe space to filter through it without feeling like, oh, I'm a lesser agent because I'm not doing it this person's way, which I Mm -hmm. think was kind of what was happening in other Mm -hmm. larger communities. Yeah, well, still is. (laughs) But Whitney, I do want to say that, yes, a large part of the community is who is in it, but don't sell yourself short because your ability to drive the conversations and make us think about things we don't really want to think about and actually answer questions. If you weren't there to push me to do that, I wouldn't do it. So it is a combination of both your ability to keep people focused, to push for answers and drive these conversations and not allow any of the noise and that you've pulled together just a fantastic group of people that are very much, here's what I do, take from it what you want, leave what you don't, no worries, I whatever can help you, and that's it. I appreciate that. Kareen, Beth, and Kate, this has been really amazing, and it's been enlightening for me too as well, just to know how impactful the community has been, but also what specifically you're enjoying most about it. And I think what we're also excited about is that we know that there's more coming. We've seen what really works, and we love it, and then we've also come up with some really great ideas of what types of calls or what types of conversations or what types of in-person retreats or what types of initiatives we can have in the future to, to bring us even closer together in different ways. So as always inside the community and think tank, but also in the podcast, thank you for your openness, your honesty, your transparency, and just 
your willingness and your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. Thanks, Whitney. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you love today's conversation as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who is ready to level up their travel business. If you want more, head over to community.mastersintravel.co. When joining our community, you'll gain access to our free resource library for travel advisors. You can apply to be a mentor or a student in the Masters in Travel Academy and Apprenticeship Program, and you'll be the first to know about courses and workshops created for travel advisors by travel advisors. If you're ready to accelerate the success of your travel business, you can also join our private community and think tank where we collaborate, strategize, and ideate together with advisors working towards similar goals and tackling similar challenges. Learn more and join the conversation at community.mastersintravel.co. To continue the conversation, find us on Instagram at Masters in Travel, where we preview upcoming episodes and engage with our listeners to decide what topics to cover next. We'll see you next time.